crime, corruption, scandal. Not in the travel brochures or on the postcards, but there is an underworld in Hawaii. In a new podcast, The Other Side of Paradise, we delve into the seedy issues of the political world and the headlines that the visitor bureaus don't advertise. Joined by our very own KGMB Hawaii News Now's Lynn Kawano, investigative reporter and anchor, everything investigative. <laughs> Lynn's got her name attached to it. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us here today. Of course, I'm happy to be here, Nicholas. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to touch on was uh, it's now been a year since you officially dropped your podcast, The Other Side of Paradise. And it, I'll never forget how the first episode opens when you talk about we are showing the things that the tourism bureaus probably don't put on their brochures because a lot more happens in Hawaii, in island life, and a lot of people probably imagine. So when, when you first started this up, what was your goal? What was your passion in it? Well, thanks for telling me it's been a year because I actually did not even know that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're celebrating a year uh, of the podcast. And really, it was because the stories that I do you know, are, are so different from what people expect in Hawaii. I worked in, as you know, Dallas, I worked in Kansas City, I worked in Boise, Idaho before coming home to Hawaii. And all the stories I covered on the mainland were mostly crime related, um, things like that. And it, it's no different here. The thing is here, it's much more hidden and it is very different from how everything is on the mainland. Crime on the mainland, versus crime here. And, and the reason is in Hawaii, we're all connected, right? There are all these TV commercials about uh, a woman who makes the best malasadas in town and her grandson um, rides the bus with this person who, who knows this person who's related to this person and they all work together. We're all connected. And when crime happens here, a lot of times we know or we have some connection to either the victim or the suspect. And so it's such a different lifestyle. And I really wanted to highlight that it is not just the beautiful beaches, the gorgeous weather year round. I mean, we love that stuff, but there's so much more under the surface and that we do um, have a low crime rate considering and compared to many of the other cities, especially when I worked in Dallas or Kansas City. But really, we have we have crime here and we're right now on track to hit near records in the murder rate in Honolulu. And, and we have 13 since the beginning of the year. And while some people say that's nothing to us, that's a really big deal. I love the way you framed everything. There are so many different topics covered on the podcast. In fact, I jotted just a few down just to make sure that I got everything right. You know, you've interviewed University of Hawaii law professors about their past drug addiction struggles, a diagnosed necrophiliac paying off a judge to get acquitted, even even a legal battle over a damaged mailbox that incriminated a longtime local police chief. <laughs> you, you can't make it up. <laughs> I mean, when you when when you when you come across this stuff, like you said, it can be more hidden. But I remember I would see the titles of these episodes on my Spotify app and just think to myself, this goes on there? I thought it was paradise. Is paradise until you really get down into the down and dirty and under the surface of, of the sunshine. You know, you get rid of the sunburn and under the surface, every everything's going on like it does everywhere else. The thing about that mailbox, that was the most amazing story to me because we 
I didn't want to go and cover a stupid mailbox, right? I mean, I, I had been working 20 years in journalism at that point. I had been in these huge markets in TV. I'd won these awards and I'm going to go cover a mailbox trial. I mean, that was ridiculous. You know, I was so mad. I was stomping out the door. And, um, but it turned out to be the most amazing story. And after the police chief who had set up this whole mailbox stuff so that really they could get back at a family member because they're having a family feud, you, you can't make it up. And, and when I was sitting in that trial, I remember calling the producers going, this is amazing. I'm going to do this story and I'm going to do this story for days. And it turned out to be for years. So yeah, there's all of this going on. The UH law professor with his drug addiction, he was a very high powered uh, defense attorney on the mainland. He represented Deion Sanders and, and some other stars um, in, their, in their trials. But he, under the surface, was a drug addict. He was addicted to fentanyl. He was addicted to all of these pain pills, oxy especially. And he's so open and he talks about it. And that that's what makes that podcast to, to this day, that first one is still the number one podcast on the other side of paradise because it's just so real. And, and you know, what happened to him and, and everything that he went through. I think people can relate. I think a lot of people know someone who can relate. And obviously this comes with the training of being a journalist. We're trained to, when we're in interviews, not just to remember the questions we prepared for, but to really actively listen and take something that someone said and then follow up on that. And one thing I notice is that you strive to really dig into the way a person feels about a case or this or that. And sometimes you'll stop them and ask a question that a lot of people might peg as an obvious question, but it gets a much more heartfelt answer. You'll ask someone, no, 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 why? Why is this special to you? What makes this special? Oh, thanks for saying that, because sometimes I do feel bad for interrupting them. But but if I let it go too far, I'll forget and I'll forget to come back to that. So I do try to sometimes stick in. Um, I, I, I hate interrupting people, but you almost have to or else you'll move past to the next topic. And with Ken Lawson, with that very first um, podcast, the University of Hawaii professor who who, you know, serve time in federal prison and talks all about it freely and openly. Um, there, there's so much people want to know, right? We want to know life behind bars, not just from other people, but someone as articulate as he is, someone who goes and teaches and really doesn't have anything to hide. I mean, just something small, like I wanted to know, if you didn't have money on the books, what are you going to eat? What's the food like, you know, and not to make light of it, but just because people want to know it's a lifestyle that we see on TV, orange is the new black. We see all these things, but really to hear about someone who's been there and someone who's going to be completely honest with you. It's an opportunity that, that I just, I have to seize, even if it's something as small as, as how you made those salmon croquettes, which, you know, he had to work for and he worked for 35 cents an hour or whatever to, to go and be able to go to the commissary and get what he wanted. One thing, especially that first episode, I can tell you right now, it felt like he was in my head with the way he was talking about, you know, I had this, I had the money, I had the fame. I kept thinking if I get a good relationship, I'll be happy. If I get money, I'll be happy. If I have the right job, I'll be happy. And he, it, it, he speaks to everyone's soul when he basically just digs down and says, no, None of that. 
ever made me truly happy. I didn't do the time to check in on myself. And you can have conversations like that on a podcast because in the years you've been a journalist, local TV news has changed so much over this time. And you've had to cut interviews down, so many interviews down to fit a minute and a half of time on a newscast. <laughs> what are the advantages to having saving these long form conversations for the podcast media? Oh, that is such a good point. You know, when Ken Lawson was talking about everything that makes him happy or he thought would make him happy, just like you just said it. If I had to put it in together in a TV story, I would have to cut that soundbite into a third, you know, into to different pieces and stick things together. We call them butt them together. Um, and I didn't let it breathe. And that's the thing about a podcast. You get to let it breathe. You get to let someone tell their story, tell how they're feeling, describe the world around them. And that's a big thing for people. They don't just want their story told. They want their story told in their own words. And this allows them to do that. I feel like as the host of the podcast, I'm just there to fill in the blanks for them. You know, it's not my story. It's their story. And with Ken Lawson, with that, that university instructor, he is just so great at what he does. Sometimes it's just me there trying to catch people up on what's going on. And you, you've also brought in local reporters, veteran reporters who were there on the ground for a lot of these stories. <laughs> I think I think it was the necrophiliac necrophiliac episode. Is like where you brought yes. it. Like he's considered a dinosaur in this business, but <laughs> it's a, it, it 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 carries that extra amount of weight when you're talking to someone who is like, oh man, when this happened, I was just a reporter on the street running around talking about that. You know how important is it to incorporate everyone who's done reporting like this over, I guess, generations now. Yeah, Daryl Huff, he is the dinosaur in the newsroom. We love him to death. We call him our village elder. He is now the interim news director, but he has such great stories because he's been doing, I've been doing this for 28 years and I remember watching him when I was young, when I was a kid. So he's been doing it for, for more than 40 years. And some of the stories that he has, you know, you feel like you're sitting around a fire talking to your dad or your uncle, but the stories are so engaging. And that story about the necrophiliac, the killer, um, that story resonates today because that killer actually escaped a few years ago from the state hospital, the state mental hospital. So that made him relevant again, right? That made that murderer relevant again. And you got to see just the, the mind of this psychotic person and how he was able to manipulate so many people. So he's in a state mental hospital. Not only is he able to walk away, someone leaves him a backpack nearby with a cell phone, with cash, with tickets to get on a private plane. Someone helped him and he was able to manipulate this person as he manipulated so many people in the years prior. And it's a fascinating story. And since that guy declined my request for an interview, who's better than someone who covered this story years ago? And, and, and Daryl was so ingrained with the, you know, this just that whole idea of this crooked judge who allowed him to get away with murder. So the story had so many twists and turns and me trying to tell that story doesn't have the weight of someone like Daryl.
telling that story. And it's not just these long form pieces you do because you also hop on there. It's like, hey, we've got an update to this cold case. We've, we've got an update that we're, we're going to give it to you right now. So in, in addition to all these other things on top of all your other duties, you know, we, we've talked about the advantages of the media, but what's the what's the hardest part, the most difficult part of making sure that you're staying up to date on all this, but also making sure that it's a product that will resonate with people? Oh, that is so hard. Finding the time to do these podcasts are, are um, difficult as well in, because of the daily news. But really, it's when I'm out with people, what they want to know about. You know, when they when they bring up something and I, I think about it, I say, oh, yeah, that is something people want to know about. Um, I did one on a cold case, the Lisa Owl murder. Um, that's one of them that I did where she she was murdered decades ago. And the theory at the time was it was a police officer who pulled her over and killed her. And to this day, my parents tell me if you're getting pulled over at night, drive to call 911 on your cell phone, drive to a lighted area. Because that fear was there growing up for so many years that it was a police officer. And what I really got onto was other people telling me, whatever happened to that case? What happened to that story? Did they ever arrest someone? So I start doing research on it. And it ends up not only being a great podcast, but a really great TV story. And one of the biggest challenges for me is I've been doing TV news now for 28 years. So, so doing podcasts is a little different, right? Because I don't have the video to rely on. So it really challenges me because now words have to fill in the blanks and hopefully not just my words because people will start getting irritated just hearing the same voice over and over, but hearing from other people who, who really have a stake in the game or knowledge of what happened. Um, so that's a big challenge for me on getting these podcasts. But really, I love just getting topics from people when I'm out and about, you know, when I'm at a restaurant and somebody says, oh, I love your podcast. You should do one on this person and what happened to this person. And I definitely take those into consideration. And obviously, with someone of your breadth of experience, yeah, I it could easily be said that you've seen it all, but from a journalistic perspective, you know, you've covered all kinds of cases on the mainland and now on Hawaii itself. You get so many people saying, oh, Hawaii is a paradise. I kill to be there. And then you then again, you get other people who say island life isn't for everyone. Are the is reporting the news on the two all that different? The one thing that's different is the type of stories, right? But when it comes down to it, we're all human. We're all people, whether we live in Kansas City or we live in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes, the weather's better in Honolulu, Hawaii, but the news stories are just as good. The corruption is still there. There's corruption everywhere, as I've learned. You know, and, and really what, what I loved in, in my 28 years is telling stories. You were with me um, in Dallas for a little while. And, and the story that I tell still about Dallas, when they asked me what, what stands out, it was covering Hurricane Katrina. It was being there for those six days, not showering and having to get on TV, putting my hair back and being greasy, but realizing the people around me they haven't showered and they don't have a home to go to. At least when I'm done, we drive eight and a half hours. I have a home to go to. You know, the food that we're eating in the backseat of that Explorer and sleeping in that back in that Explorer, that, that's life for people. That's life indefinitely possibly for them. 
So it's hard for me to say that one is better than the other. I have loved everywhere I've ever covered TV news. And I love the people I met. Hurricane Katrina was one of those moments where you just realize we are all human beings and we're all here to help each other and prop each other up in the most difficult times. Now, I don't want to, I know you can't, um, well, I, I, I don't want to cheapen the stories you cover by saying spoilers or anything by that, but <laughs> based on everything you've done in this first year, what are your goals for year two? Of this podcast year two is really going to be about stepping up my game right the first year was figuring it out how to do podcasts i had never done a podcast before and it is it is an art form being able to get people engaged as they listen on their drive home um, they're not watching and we're such visual people so to to understand the thinking of someone who cannot see what's going on it's, it's something that I really need to work on. It's why I love play-by-play -play commentators when it comes to sports, right? If they can tell me what's happening while I'm in a car driving and I can see the play happening and feel their excitement, that's an art form. That is truly something that I wish that I could do. And, and going into the second year, I'm working on that. I'm gonna try to work on being able to tell stories through the person who who really has something to gain or some knowledge to add about it and less of me trying to tell the story so that that is you you notice at the beginning and the end of the podcast i i have to get it going and i have to wrap it up i want to be more like how you did it you know you just introduce and we start talking i want to get better at that so that's really what i'm looking for but i'm also looking for more variety in the stories that i tell like you said i do try to have some variety in there i not just have the crime i have some of the corruption but I also have these great stories like the Ken Lawson University of Hawaii instructor and, and more variety would really help because it, it doesn't have to just be crime that's on the other side of paradise. There's, there are other things, right? The cost of living. It's really hard to live here. Food prices, everything. And, and I wanna tackle subjects that make me go outside of my comfort zone. And this is, we are always trying to figure out where our industry goes from here, well, especially people who are higher pay grades than us. But we see more local TV stations getting into the podcasting game. Like we, we got our great TV station, KTVK in Phoenix, that has True Crime Arizona. You know, they do a great job with that out there. So many journalists want to have these longer conversations with them. What would be your piece of advice? Because as you said, you were trying to figure it out. And clearly what you've done, what you figured out is working. But what best piece of advice would you give a local TV journalist trying to start one at their station? Trying to start one, you just need support. You know, I had to go to the web team and say, guys, let's do this. They, they wanted to expand our podcast a year ago. And, and we have a lot more now because of that. But I told them, I said, I have never done this before. I need help and I need input. And you know what? The best advice that one of them gave me was listen to a bunch of podcasts and that's one thing that I actually started doing was every time I drive home, I would turn on a new podcast and it doesn't have to be crime. It doesn't have to be anything that I, it could be a sports podcast, just to give you an idea of how people can tell stories in a medium that I had never done before. And I, I think that, like I told you, the sports podcast 
tended to be the ones I gravitated toward because they were able to really give me a picture of what they were seeing or thinking or feeling. That's my advice is listen to a bunch of podcasts of various backgrounds, and it will give you an idea of what is engaging and what you need to work on and and what you really can do to put this together. And then go around and get various topics from people. Ask people in your community, what do you want to hear about? What do you want to know about? What interests you? And you're going to find that a lot of people have a lot of great opinions and more people than I ever thought listen to podcasts. Even my mom told me she started listening to a podcast. She doesn't listen to mine, but she <laughs> listens to other podcasts. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like, Thanks mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for staying with us. Thank you so much for imparting all this upon us. Again, the podcast is called The Other Side of Paradise, hosted by Lynn Kawana right here, legendary journalist about the mainland and <laughs> the islands. And as she says at the end of her podcast, mahalo for listening. Mahalo for listening.